Hi, welcome to My Creativity. The podcast about being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Surrey. I reveal how I work, my projects, my process, well, my creativity, from the planning and goal setting to how I stay accountable for my output, to the way ideas pop into my head and to the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize it. Now, each week, I review last week's goals and tell you how I went. At the end of each episode, I go over goals I want to achieve for the coming week. Now, these goals I take from my monthly goals which are derived from my quarterly goals, which come from my annual priorities, which themselves come from my 10-year mission. So at the very start of this journey uh, in September, I came up with uh, my 10-year mission, where I wanted to be in 10 years' time. I then had a look at what what I'm going to need to do over the coming 12 months, which will get me one step of the way to that place. Broke that into quarters, obviously the quarters into months, and now I've got my weekly goals. My goals for last week, exit plan finale. Yes, finished putting that together, released it earlier today. Excellent. Season two has come to a close. Season three, uh, I'm currently receiving voice actor input for season three. The scripts are out there. Got a couple of voice actors have come back to me. I've got a couple more yet to come and then I've got to actually send out a script to a, a gentleman I met online who was interested to finish chapter 7 of Exit Plan Book 2. So as you, if you've been listening along, you'd know I am writing a novelization of each of these seasons as a separate novel as Exit Plan. So in novel format, they take a, I suppose, a more personal look. They're, they're closer in. They're in the head of the narrator. And we get a bit more background, a little bit more story, uh, a bit more depth and meat there, following along the same story as the podcast. Uh, proceeds, of course, of the sale of these books will help me produce more podcast. Uh, and, you know, I'd love to be able to, for example, pay my voice actors. At the moment, uh, this whole thing is sort of a... A passion project where I'm learning and the voice actors are learning and we're all getting having a good time doing that sort of thing but you know ultimately we we would all love to be getting paid for this so buying my book will allow me to pay voice actors which will allow them to continue following their dreams so I think that's kind of a, a worthy worthy thing run five kilometers oh dear me I did not do that today I got carried away gardening so I am totally revamping my backyard at the moment, digging it entirely over, smoothing it out, planting grass, building walls. Five kilometer run just didn't turn up. I totally forgot, which is uh, it's very annoying. I'm quite disappointed. If it was summer, I would actually just go out for a run now, but it is, it is pretty close to zero degrees out there at the moment, uh, and my tummy's full of soup, so I would slosh. I've also said that each week I'm going to review my monthly goals because I was losing track of my monthly goals. So if my first monthly goal was to review my monthly goals. This is it. I've got to complete my my shop this month. I've done a fair bit on that. It's not one of my weekly priorities yet, but I'm still chipping away at that. And of course, run five kilometers each Sunday. 
Tonight's episode is an interview with a self-published author named of Vincent King. He published his first book, Freebird, at age 16. Quite a young age to just like get stuck into it and go straight into it. Along the way since then, he's learned quite a few lessons. Uh, life has turned up and he's, he's had to get jobs and do all of those sorts of things with relationships and families. And, and uh, he's now working his way towards his view of being uh, a creative person and an author, basically. So he's written uh, Freebird. Freebird 2 comes out shortly. He has a short audio drama based on the Freebird series. He's just finished writing and is now going to production of a new audio drama called Danson. He's also been a co-writer of another audio drama called Unlucky Charm. Okay, so I'm talking with Vincent King. Can you tell us a bit more about who you are and, and what you do? My, my name is Vincent King. I am actually, uh, well, first I was born and raised in North Carolina, but I currently actually live in Alabama. I've been here for over a good bit of 10 years. As far as rest goes, I, I write novels uh, and audio dramas. I have two series that have few that have books out, the His Warriors Trilogy and the Freebird series. And the Freebird series is probably my most popular one as far as when the series goes. What is Freebird about? You want to? It's got a lot to it. Freebird actually started out. It's a funny story. I was um, my whole family is military based. I sadly haven't really had the opportunity to join the military here myself for personal reasons as growing up, but everyone else was. And so I grew up listening to stories from parents and grandparents and even some friends and stuff. And you know, as a younger age and inspire me to say, okay, well, I was thinking about this story. And so one day at the uh, around 12 years old, I just sat down and started writing it. And that was where Freebird One was born. We ended up publishing that. And oh man, this is one of the biggest mistakes. We published it when I was 16 years old through CreateSpace. The issue I had is that he went through one round of editing and I made the cover. And I, I tell you what, I still have like at least one of those copies remaining and I always use it to go back and laugh at because that shows me where I was and where I'm at now. <laughs> it's a military, it's a fiction military story. It follows a family. It's all about family, honestly. The family name being Peck, you know, Freebird is about the father and he has a brother who has a spot in that book who would go on to venture to be the lead character for the second book. So in between those, though, I've written a short ebook that most people can find for free right now online, um, Freebird the Service. It follows a service, secret service agent with the president during the time that America comes under attack during my new big hit, Freebird 2. And then from there, we're going to end the series with one big last novel. But between that, I'm actually doing a short Freebird audio drama episode following a canine unit in L.A. during the time of Freebird 2. Because Freebird 2 is going to be like, it's where everything coming to head from the first Freebird book, my ebook of it, and the audio drama. All that rounding about is what brings the huge attack on America and Freebird 2 American Battlefield. Oh, that sounds pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. I've, it, it, it's, 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 it's on something for a couple of years that I've been putting small little thoughts into here and there as far as where and when I want to do this or that and different opportunities that, that have come in my way. So I heard you started writing Freebird, which is your first book, back when you were about 12 or so. What drew you to the idea of 
writing a novel about that? Like you're telling me that you're inspired by the stories you heard from your uh, family and friends and the military connections, but why then did you think, you know what, I'll, I'll write this as a novel rather than say uh, drawing it or just, just talking about, or, or just not bothering because, you know, writing novels is hard. Well, it's funny you say that when I was a kid, you know, I read a lot, uh, like a lot of people actually tend to do sometimes. I read a lot of books and watched a lot of movies, played a lot of video games. I I try to draw. I'll be honest, nowadays, anyone, I can't draw for anything. Uh, I'll draw stick people all day long, but anything past that, I'd rather pass the buck to someone who actually can draw. But when it came to Freebird, it's hard to explain. Like the night I started writing it, my family was doing Taekwondo. And we were at this this boys and girls club where they were the dojo was for a few minutes. During one of the nights, I was bored out of my mind. And I was like, well, you know what? I want to sit down and write a story. And so I took an old notebook I had and took a pencil. And I sat down and started writing. And I kept that notebook with me, you know, until around the age of 16. I, I wrote on it a little bit over the years. And then when I decided it was finally time to start writing Demon Hunter, I was like, well, I need to finish Freebird. So... I sat down one night and finished Freebird. Since then, the ending and the entire story has gone through several changes. Two or three different publications before its final big release this year, hopefully, with Freebird 2. It's going to be attached to Freebird 2 as a, a welcoming into the publishing company locally here and a big legacy release. It's like, so we'll be calling it Freebird 2, but it'll be featuring Freebird and Freebird the Service. It'll be the first time the uh, Freebird Service ebook is actually on a physical format as well. And it'll be like just a really big, really big event for me as far as my writing. And not to mention, you know, we're going to have um, the right now where, you know, it's going through revisions and stuff between me and the publisher and the guys who are doing it, you know, they're actually served in the military. And when I was first writing it, I didn't have much besides, you know, my family telling me things here and there. I didn't have much military knowledge into the book, but I was also a kid. So, I, I mean, I did a lot of things wrong with that, but at the same time, I don't regret a lot of it, just some of it. I do regret the fact that I should have took more time into looking over that before I got it published. But now that I actually have someone hands on with me and and giving me more to more military knowledge than what I had in the first place, the story has gone tremendously, tremendously, amazingly better. And I'm so happy to where we're at with it now. I have to say that I've thought about writing uh, military or say police procedural type stuff before and the biggest worry I've had is my lack of knowledge of those fields and the concern that you actually write something a little bit offensive and you, right. you, I, I could imagine you know you set up some military situation and because you, you've got a, a plot point you're trying to get to you're trying to get say someone captured or you're trying to get, set up something for the plot and then you um, you write that story out and you could well imagine someone coming, yeah, Freebird is uh, sort of a part set in Iraq, as I understand it. Yes, you could well the imagine first book is set in Iraq. Uh, yeah, a, a veteran from the first Iraq mm-hmm. war, sort of reading it going, this is just, you know, of- offensive. It's the way that exactly. people are acting and what they're saying, it, it gives such a bad impression or a wrong impression. And that's been quite a concern of mine. So you, you've got yourself a, um, a consultant, as it were, or, or a set of consultants now to help you with that. And what's funny is you would have think that before I got it published first time, I would have sat down and thought about that, but I didn't. But the feedback I actually got back as far as readers was never actually about the military aspect. It was about the writing aspect because it needed more work. But 
you know, and that is a big, it is a normal to be fear of that as far as writing in the field you don't know about. And, and honestly, research, 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 I am lucky to have met some contacts for this. And it, you're right. It, it, like I said, it's, it's normal to be conscious and afraid of it. But the fact that, you, you know, you understand you're, you're worried about it, you know, or you're thinking about it before you actually sit down writing in it, that, that gives you insight right there, you knowing, okay, I need to go research this. I need to find actually people in this field to talk to for Freebird, and I guess I guess I can go ahead and announce the title uh, for one of the shorts I'm doing for Helen Met, Freebird End of Watch is the one that followed about the canine officer, which is currently in writing process. But he's in L.A. and he's got his canine unit, um, him and his dog during the time that America comes under attack. And the story focuses on them to surviving a city. I actually have contacts here in Alabama I've met recently through research and phone calls most namely i have i know a uh he's the owner of a facility around here where they train the train the canine police dogs and so i have a chance to go uh, see him face to face and uh interact and watch them when they do their training with the dogs to get exactly everything i need to know for this short that way i especially with their commands that was one of the trickiest things um as far as writing can be um and then the knowledge of what how the police officer actually interacts with his canine during the day and for certain scenarios for the story. You've done a lot of writing and I don't doubt you've got more writing than you've actually released here or even talked about. What drives you to be a writer, I suppose, or to create at all? What do you think uh, is, is inside you? Where's that spark come from? It's going to be funny. Uh, and this is something I, I have to explain to people sometimes when, when, especially if I'm talking to them or if I'm working with them on a project, my biggest inspiration in my writing is music. I cannot write without music. I have to, especially if I'm either outlining or plotting what I'm going to outline or even coming up with the idea, I'll make a playlist. And that playlist is songs that in my mind, in my vision are what make this story what it is, and especially certain aspects, certain parts of it. So for me, you know, there, you know, when I was younger and coming up with all these stories, see, I have stories, especially novels that I want to write. I have some planned that I haven't written, but for each of those stories, they're constantly going in my head. I'm constantly going over these stories. Usually I'm going over them. And until I get them on paper, you know, like one of my goals, you know, I tell myself is before I leave this earth, I want to write these stories. I don't have a lot to write, but I got enough to write to keep me busy. And these stories that are in my head, I want on paper. They mean something to me or in my eyes, it's just something amazing that I think some people like where they do. They don't. That's fine. When you're writing, in my mind, and from what I've adapted and heard from a lot of people is that when you're writing, you're writing not just for people out there. You know, you're writing for yourself. You know, you want to see this story come alive on paper or in audio. So you're putting the effort to write this story. That person's not writing story or that person over there's not writing the story. They may go comments on how they feel or whether it's negative or positive. But at the end of the day, you wrote the story. This is your character, your scene, your moment. Whether how the outcome came, it's all up to you. Whoever would put that media out there or, or that, that art or, or the story, that's their personal connection or personal leavings on earth. That's something they done themselves. Let's talk a bit about goals then. So we've talked about the creative drive uh, and how you sort of went into this, this free bird where you, I guess you're sitting there and you decide, yeah, I've, I've got to do this and you started. I think now you, you've probably reached a point now where you've got goals, you've got a number of projects going. So how do you, 
how do you work out your goals? How do you set them? Uh, how do you prioritize them? Lately, I've gotten to where, so sadly, I can't write all the time in my life. I actually have to work a day job and do other things, which I wish I could sit down and just do this all day long. Um, what I tend to do is I'll go to my day job, and then while I'm at my day job, in my head, you know, when I find, I'll plan a bit, okay, when I get home and I get time on the computer, I need to make sure, I need to, like, say, if say like, lately, like the other day, I was like, all right, I need to finish revisions on Freebird 2, send that to the publisher. I need to check on the outline of dancing. Uh, you know, I would make a list of things I need to do each day or each night. And I'm like, all right, I accomplished those. And I said, okay, is there anything else? I'll come back to it. But as far as like the bigger goals, you know, they, you know, it is easier, I guess, to take it one step at a time. But in my mind, I am a very impatient person. And I'll be honest to admit that on anyone that, you know, like, like I was just telling the production company for, you know, dancing, you know, anytime anything moves forward, dancing, I'm, I'm spot on. I'm excited. I'm right there. You know, I'm like, all right, where are we at with this or that? You know, same thing with unlucky charm, you know, or anything I'm doing Freebird bird two when the publisher, when we get to talking about it, you know, I'm like, yes, let's go. Let's, let's get it going. You know, next step I'll, I'll do it. What's next. My ultimate goal plan is to have something every year. I want to have, I want to end that year saying, okay, I did good. You know, this is out next year. I could focus on putting this out. And sometimes, especially with novel writing that def that definitely doesn't fall into place, whether it's publishing issues or if you feel the stories aren't ready. But if oh. you're working like on a uh, production or so, you know, you're not only working on your time, you know, you're working on theirs too. So if, if it's in uh, another person's hands, like the music production or it's just, I don't know, any, you know, anyone else on the team besides you, you're waiting for them to do their part too. So these are your immediate goals. And what, I, what I'm hearing is you have daily tasks that you're doing. So you think about these things at, at work, for example, and you get onto them in the evening and then uh, each day you're sort of either revisiting tasks that weren't quite finished or count with new ones. Uh, mm -hmm. you've, got, you've got your larger cycle there where you're having to interact with uh, other teams but do you have a, a five or a ten year vision like something that's not necessarily um, specific tasks but rather a, a place you want to be in let's call it ten years for the for the sake of long oh. projection here is what sort of place do you see yourself there how how do you do that well to be honest in ten years <laughs> I'm hoping I'm living the dream. I would love to be working on my writing stuff full time. That's definitely like probably one of the biggest goals. I would like to wake up in the morning and just know that I don't have to leave to go to some strenuous or, or job or, or just even if a job you like, it's just another job in person when you know that, you know, you want to be working on the one thing, you know, that you want to leave in life. You know, I mean, everyone has their hobbies, you know, and stuff or, or, you know, the relationships and everything. But usually a lot of people have that one thing that they want to do they know they want to do in life. And so in 10 years, I would love to be doing that. I would love to have, you know, multiple novels out when maybe finishing, you know, like the, his warriors trilogy or the Freebird series and moving on to other little series I wanted to write or, or, you know, dancing, maybe even being partially done with that, but I'll be done with that. But, you know, anything as far as in 10 years, I really just want people to know these stories that's what it really comes down to, you know? Yeah. That's, 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 that's my solid answer for that. That's pretty good. I mean, it's, it's nice that you're drawing this 
this recognition of that one, like you're talking about the one thing that sort of, and, and I mentioned before, it's this passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I personally think that that is one of the uh, cornerstones. And this is why I, I did try to find out what my passion was because you need that to get to a 10 year position. Cause if you, I'm sure you've had job interviews where invariably they ask you something along the lines of where do you see yourself in five years time? And my answer for that in my head has always been not here. I, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. else, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But when it, but like you, when it's like, okay, what about your, you know, your creative career? Where do you, where do you see continuing time? And they go, ah, oh, oh, I'm going to have yeah, multiple book series out. I want to have other media. So I, whether that's scripts for video or audio, and I've, I've done some audio now, which is nice. And yeah, and I, I could list off a thousand things, but the end position I could tell you is where I want to be in 10 years time because yeah, there's that, that little fire burning in the back of my head or heart or wherever you want to put this fire. Yeah, your leg. Uh, it's sort of pushing there. But mm-hmm. The road to that path, uh, to that that place, is not always very smooth. What That's has sure. <laughs> what has been your biggest failure to date? Whether that be uh, personal or creative wise or career wise or whatever. What has what has sort of you know really hammered you? And I guess then, how did you deal with it? How did you uh, pick yourself up and get back to writing or uh, move on with the next part of your life? <sighs> That's a very good question. I think one of the, like I said, my biggest regrets, and I mean, I know I hit around this earlier, was publishing Freebird at a young age. Um, it, I mean, it did teach me a lot in the long run. I shouldn't regret it. It taught me a lot. But at the same time, I also, the stuff when I was learning it, I also learned it in the way that I took the heart, meaning, oh man, you know, at the age of 16, you know, I didn't, I took everything to heart. And so, you know, when people were, talking bad about the book per se they weren't it wasn't necessarily about the story in a way it was about where the uh writing was but in my head I was like oh man no one likes this story you know and I'm doing well in my head but in real in in reality I'm I'm not doing so well and so between that and you know actual like growing up and having to get the a day job and all this other stuff it really it really infected my writing for a while until I actually, you know, pick myself up from it and put more focus into it and eventually push myself to publish Demon Hunter and put myself out there in the writing world once and for all, you know, and actually get a leg up and start meeting people and learning how this works, you know, and saying, this is, this is what I'm going to do with my life. I, I had planned to do other things and none of them worked out, but this is the one thing that I always seem to draw back to. This is the one thing that you know, and when I see family members that I haven't seen in a while or friends I haven't seen in a while, one of their first questions is, how's the writing going? Or, you I mean, they ask, you know, like, how's the girlfriend or, or sentences, but then one of the biggest things is, how's the writing going? You know, usually I have good answers. Lately, I've had like, great answers and some that just make me happy as all get out. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's pretty cool. So you started your, your writing young and you did this publishing at 16, which I have to say, it's probably actually a very good move going out and, and putting yourself out there because a lot of people do find it very difficult to expose themselves like that because the moment you put it out there and you know, you are open to criticism, which it sounds like, you know, and particularly as a teenager, that's going to be, uh, it's always taken to heart as many times as older people like to tell teenagers, you know, that stuff that happens in high school, people saying you yeah, this, that, and thing, none of that matters. 
as a teenager, you go, yes, it does. It's perfect. It's everything. So what lesson then do you think you could give to say your children or to a, some other youngster who is looking to get creative? You know, you've, you've had a bit of experience. What big lesson do you think you could give? Honestly, there's probably lessons I could give all day long, but one of the biggest things they need to know is that you're going to be, you know, they're going to be kicked down a lot, whether it's a reviewer or uh, a beta reader or themselves, you know, they're going to be constantly, especially ones that like are really, and I, I luckily don't really have this issue, which brings me to other issues as far as getting people to actually read it. But there are people out there who, who won't, does not want certain family, certain anyone to look at their story they've written, you know, they'll write a story and just basically hoard it for, for, for years even, you know, and, and a lot of it is that they're conscious about their story, you know, they're like in their head, they, not that they don't think it's good enough, but at the same time, they're afraid of what is said and done, but people are going to give you reviews of your book, no matter what, there's going to at least be someone out there who doesn't like it. There's going to be someone out there who does like it. I've ran into plenty of both and I still, and I still will. But one of the main things I've said before, and I'll say again, when you're writing, you're writing for yourself. You know, if someone picks up a book and likes your book, that's fine. That's beautiful. You know, that, that's, what, that's what a good goal is. But ultimately, you're putting this down on paper. This is coming from your head. This is your story. So just prepare to, to make mistakes. Be prepared to take fallbacks and prepare to learn. That's the biggest thing is learning about it. Because once you get that pat down, you're pretty much good. Well, that's, that sounds like pretty good advice. I think it sounds a lot like, for example, that uh, I mean, when you go out into a new place and you meet people, some people will like you because you share values and beliefs, for example, and some people will be somewhat indifferent. And invariably, there'll be one or two people that just their position, their view on, on the world is sufficiently different from your own that they're going to not like you, maybe avoid you. Maybe it sort of sounds similar here. You, you put your book out there or you put your, your artwork out and the people that pick it up and like it, well, you might be able to think of them as your friends, the people that you immediately sort of connect with when you start talking socially. And the people that don't like it, well, they're the people who weren't going to be your friends because you don't quite connect. That's, that's just what uh, I'm, I'm hearing. Okay, so the very last thing here is, do you have any, have you thought about or do you have a particular philosophy that you follow in your life for you know, producing writing, but also dealing with your family and fitting in work? Because you're going to have a lot of competing priorities here. So do you have a philosophy that helps you organize all of that and, and make sense of it all? I think I'm going to have to pull my card out earlier about uh, when I, when it comes to writing, you know, the, the stories I have planned or plan or in planning, those are ones I want to leave before I die. And there's going to be a lot of hard roads to get it done. There's going to be a lot of easy roads to get it done. There's going to be bumps in the road, people helping you along the way, but ultimately it's up to me to get these books out or these stories out or, you know, anything creative I, I want to get out. It's up to me. You know, no one's going to come out to me and be like, Hey, I see that idea in your head. Let me do it for you. It's going to be up to you. You know? So one of the things I always try to remember is that I may get carried away with, you know, with work life or hobbies or personal relationships or anything like that. Or, you know, whether me and my girlfriend, go off and do crazy things, but I got to remember to keep my head back on the books, you know, because sooner or later time, time goes, you know? So if you want to actually 
do these stories or, or write these stories or publish these stories instead of actually talking about or mentioning them, then you need to do it. You know, all my life, I've spent a good, good chunk of my life talking about these stories. Like I can guarantee you my friends and family at this point probably know if they can remember all, if not all them, most of my stories that I haven't even written yet because they've heard me talk about them. And then one day I would sit down and just think, I know nothing but talk about these stories. Why haven't I written them? Why haven't I done this? Because no one's going to do it for me. So I need to do it. That's one of the things that I've been putting in really good effect lately, you know, is getting out there doing it, getting out there, finishing the stories, finishing these scripts, you know, meeting these people, chasing down these leads, research and whatever it takes, you get out there and you do it because no one's going to do it for you. That's some pretty good advice. That's quite beautiful. Actually, the, um, the idea that you, you have these stories that everyone else knows because you've talked mm-hmm. about them enough, but being able to then, uh, I suppose, metamorphose that into sol- solid reality, which is yeah, your books. It sounds like, uh, I quite like the way you expressed it. That's it's quite good. Well, thank you. And thank you very much, Vincent, for taking the time to talk with me. It's been a really nice insight into seeing how you're going. And it sounds like you're, you're trying to accelerate and ramp up at the moment. So I look forward to seeing and hearing more of your work. And I think I might actually get a hold of this free bird and have a bit of a read of it myself. Oh, well, please do. And you know, um, Freebird 2, when, it, when it's set, hopefully we're looking at a summer release. It's going to include the first two, you know, even the ebook with the physical format, all one big collection. So then I can write the final book. I would look out for that more than anything because it'll just be easier to get access to all the stories in one. Okay. And the very last thing, I suppose, now before we, we finish off, how can people uh, follow you or find out more about you? I'm on Instagram. And Twitter now, uh, they can find me at King's Literature. Uh, my website, kingsliterature.webnote.com. You can also find me on Facebook under Vincent King. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all the social media or such I will actually ramble up on. Discord, King's Literature. I'm always free to talk, whether it's ideas, project, or just to say, hey, I'm, I'm free to talk to anyone if they're willing. But past that, that's pretty much the only ways I can think of. Well, thank you very much. And I will speak later. Yes, sir. Okay. That was pretty cool. Yeah, Vincent's a great guy. You can get in touch with him looking up uh, King's Literature. Uh, you can get him on, yeah, not Skype, Twitter, Instagram. As I said, he's got a website. I definitely recommend looking up his stuff. And certainly when dancing comes out, you'll be hearing the dulcet tones of yours truly as Jake Hanover. So keep your ears out for that one. So next week's goals. I don't have to do exit plan. Hurrah. I'm going to release a bit of a news um, episode though, sort of giving a bit of an update on what's coming up, uh, my book and... um, thanking everyone and that sort of thing. So I've got to record a song for Danson. Now, if you haven't heard of the Danson uh, audio drama yet, you have now. It's a mystery thriller, if you like, set in the town of Danson and involves a murder and five boys who go on the run for said murder 
and a sheriff who is trying to get to the bottom of first of all this this murder mystery but there is there are other things going on in town as well so keep your ear for that so I, i've been asked to record some guitar for a song so this week that's what i'm doing in fact once i finish this podcast releasing this podcast tonight i think i'm going to get cracking on that a little bit Ch- finish chapter eight of exit plan book two so i'm getting through about four and a half to six thousand words in a week which sounds pretty good except uh, i have already got the scripts i'm working off the audio drama scripts so it's sort of the story and a lot of stuff has already been written it's just a matter of uh, turning it into prose rather than um, scripted notes of course i want to run the five kilometers on the sunday I've got to record Space Brains. I haven't really told you about this one, but Space Brains is another podcast I do with my friend Mark. Uh, it's a science fiction movie review show. So every two weeks we watch a science fiction movie uh, and we watch it. Uh, we do what was called Joy Watch. So we, we watch it with the intent of enjoying it and discovering all the good things it can teach us and all the good things we can notice about it and so forth. So we are going in with the intent of enjoying the movie. We're not going in with the intent of pulling it apart or saying what's wrong with it. Uh, there's plenty of people who'll do that, so go listen to them. But no, we're gonna, we go and talk about what was done right, what was good about it, what sorts of science they talk about, and also what sort of techniques uh, they use. So I've got to record an episode of that. It's for the movie Spectral. And then I have to edit. I oh, sorry, no, it's for the Darkest Dawn. I've got to edit and release Spectral, which is the last one we did, so that's next Saturday. And that's it. If you'd like to join me in this process and being accountable for your goals, I, I would strongly recommend you write down your goals each week. You can send them to me, email, sorry, at gravityundone.net. You can find that uh, an address somewhere on my website, gravityundone.net. You can also hit me on Facebook at Gravity Undone or Twitter at Gravity Undone or at My Creativity Pod on Twitter. Uh, all those ways will get a hold of me. Send in your, your uh, goals and I'll read through your goals and you can tell me how, how you did and we'll work through this together. And that's it for this week. See ya. See ya.